You're listening to the PFWC podcast with me, Carly Compton, a podcast created to help you learn strategies to overcome that bully inside your head, ways to practice self-love, awareness and understanding of eating disorders, how to embrace the body you have been given and develop a healthy relationship with food, exercise, and most importantly, yourself. Here at the PFWC podcast, we find it important to create a safe space and a place for individuals to come to learn how to create that lifestyle that works for them. We're dropping comparisons, fighting unrealistic beauty standards, and coming together to show the world that all bodies are beautiful and that healthy looks different on everyone. Sit back, relax, and get ready to grow together. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the PFWC podcast. Today's a really exciting episode because today is a solo episode, and I have not done a solo episode in so long. I've been having so many amazing conversations with so many amazing human beings, and I have some upcoming conversations that I am really, really excited about. But for today, you are stuck with me. You're stuck with me. Um, And I'm actually really looking forward to today's topic. Um, As you all know, we are in the midst of holiday season. And with the holiday season comes a lot of diet culture. It comes a lot of weight loss talk. Comes a lot of triggers. Maybe family members or friends we haven't seen in a long time who maybe we will be around. Um, And boundaries can feel really hard during the holiday season. So today, I'm going to talk a little bit about tips and tricks to navigating the holiday season. Ways that we can like have these conversations, coping mechanisms that we can implement when we are feeling dysregulated. Um, These are all really important things for us to be aware of as we head into very stressful times. Um, But first things first, I have been obsessed with this book. It's called The Strength in Our Scars. It's by Bianca Sparacino. I believe that is how you pronounce her last name. Um, And in this book is so many amazing poems and affirmations. And if you follow me on Instagram, You know that I've talked about this book before, and it's something that I've implemented with my clients. Um, This is not sponsored in any way. This is not an ad. I wish it was, but it's not. I'm just sharing with you this book that I am so obsessed with. Um, But one way that I've been using this book is I have been implementing it with my clients. So at the end of every session, I will have my clients choose a number between 1 and 155, because I believe there's 155 pages in the book. So they'll choose a number and I will read that page number to them. And it has been so amazing and so powerful to see my clients choose a number and read that page to them and it almost feel like it was meant to be. It's kind of like I always describe to them like, I'm like, I'm pulling your tarot card, right? But it's not, it's just a book filled with these amazing poems. And so what I want to do today is to start off today's episode, I want to read one to you um, just to leave you with some inspiration um, and some empowerment as we head into today's discussion. Um, And so I'm not, I don't have a page already picked out. 
I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm just gonna like go through the book. I'm gonna close my eyes and let my fingers just choose a page. I don't know if you can hear it. If you can hear the pages, some ASMR. Um, okay, closing my eyes. I promise they're closed. And I chose a number. Okay. Page 100. Page 100. I'm going to read this to you. Again, this is The Strength in Our Scars by Bianca Sparacino. I will link it in the show notes. Um, but I just thought this would be a fun way to start today's episode. So, page 100 says... I think it's brave. I think it's brave that you get up in the morning when your heart aches and life is messy and you do not feel like being soft for the world. I think it is brave that you continue to love and express and open your soul despite the way you were treated in the past. I think it is brave that you keep going, that you keep believing in something more, something bigger, even when you may not know what you are hoping for. I think it is brave that you fight. I think it is brave that you choose every single day to move forward because that is what makes you strong. I love that. I love the idea of just viewing decisions that we make as being brave, right? I think like that's such a foreign concept. It's like we see bravery in like physical accomplishments, right? Like, oh, you're so brave you went skydiving or oh, you're so brave you um, went jet skiing or you swam with sharks or something like that, right? Like that's where we often hear about bravery, but there is so much bravery within the mental and emotional like sphere of life. And I don't think we talk about it enough. Um, so I actually think that's a really great starting point for our conversation today because for a lot of us, we are going into the holidays and we may be seeing people who we don't see very often or we are really preparing ourselves for conversations that we're going to have or we're going to need to have in terms of boundaries with friends and loved ones. Some of us are choosing to not interact with those people. We're choosing to stay home and surround ourselves with people that we love, uh, people that love us, and people who respect our boundaries. But that's not an option for all of us right now, and I think that's, that's totally okay. I think the important part is making sure you're keeping yourself safe and you have the skills to navigate those difficult conversations and environments. And I think that that... That makes us brave. When we choose to prioritize our mental and emotional well-being, that, that is such a brave thing for us to do. And I just want to like acknowledge that and remind you that whatever it is you are navigating this holiday season, you are brave and you are strong and you are worthy and you're deserving of having those boundaries respected and you're deserving of feeling safe and you're deserving of of cutting people off if that feels necessary. Um, and so I want to just get into our conversation today around navigating the holidays. So the first thing that I want to talk about today is boundaries, right? This is one of the most common things that comes up with my clients is the question of like, okay, I'm going home for the holidays. I haven't been home in a year. Um, and my mom and grandma are 
probably going to make comments about my body or they're probably going to comment on what I'm eating or how much I'm eating. How do I put boundaries in place? And this is such a good question because not all of us were raised in an environment where boundaries were normalized. And one thing that I find myself telling my clients all the time is that boundaries are a good thing. And unfortunately, not everyone views them that way. And I think that's what makes setting boundaries feel really difficult and feel really scary. Um, A lot of times when we try to set boundaries, the person that we are setting boundaries with may respond in a defensive way, right? In this way of like, I need to defend myself because you are saying something that is offensive to me. Or you're saying, you're sharing with me something that that I do that is upsetting to you and I need to defend myself. And it's really unfortunate when we have those experiences when setting boundaries. But I think that one thing that I always tell my clients is boundaries are a really healthy part of every relationship. And if, if that means like explaining that to the person you're setting boundaries with and saying to them like, hey, I'm not setting this boundary because I'm upset with you or because I think that you're a terrible person. I'm setting this boundary because I care about our relationship and I care about the way that we interact and the way that our relationship moves forward. And I always tell people when you're setting boundaries, always ask that person that you're setting boundaries with if they have boundaries that you can respect and uphold for them right? It's like, it takes away some of that like defensiveness of like, hey, here are my boundaries, respect them. Um, And it kind of says like, hey, here are some boundaries that I have. What are some that you have that I can respect for you? So I found that that is, you know, an easy way to navigate that conversation. Um, And one other thing regarding boundaries is if you're going home for the holidays I highly recommend taking time to think about these boundaries beforehand. Um, Maybe this even looks like having a conversation with a family member before you go home. So that way when you get home, that boundary has already been put in place. Um, But if that doesn't feel like an option, at least think about what you want those boundaries to look like. Think about how you want to express them. Think about you know, what wording you want to use. Think about all of those things to help you feel more prepared in setting those boundaries. Because I think that's oftentimes the hardest part is how do we verbalize these boundaries? How do we like tell someone that we are working on ourselves and talking about weight loss or calories is triggering to me? Um, And I think exploring that and exploring like, how you want to verbalize it, writing it down, creating almost like a script for yourself can be really helpful in navigating those boundaries. But I think, like I said, the most important part is that you are upholding those boundaries. Because the first time we let someone overstep our boundaries, they're going to understand like, oh, this isn't like a strict boundary. This is just, you know, like I can continually overstep this boundary because I did it, I've done it once before. Um, and I think this can be a really scary part of boundaries too, is like when someone oversteps that boundary, 
it's that that idea of like bringing that up or reminding them of that boundary can feel really scary and saying like hey so just a reminder um this is a boundary that I set and I feel like this boundary has been over has been overstepped um and that can feel really intimidating but we have to remember that in order for our boundaries to to stay in place in order for people to continually respect them we have to remind them hey this is a boundary I set because for a lot of people um from my experience right if I set a boundary with a family member about not making comments on my body or not commenting about calories or something like that those may be like automatic thoughts and comments that a person someone in my family may may have and so I can set that boundary and they may be aware of it for that first couple of days but then automatically they may say something again that oversteps that boundary and so being consistent in reminding people of our boundaries is not only helping you to uphold those boundaries but it's helping the people that you're setting the boundary with to consistently remind themselves okay this is a boundary that this person has okay these are the types of comments that I shouldn't make and that's helpful for that person and so I think just finding the courage to remind people of what those boundaries are is really really important so from boundaries I want to go into how we can navigate some of these tricky situations, any sort of dysregulation that we find ourselves experiencing over the holidays. Um, So one thing that I really like to do is if I find myself feeling overwhelmed, if I feel myself like starting to get dysregulated about something, I will remove myself from the room and like go into the bathroom and sit there and do some deep breaths and you know talk to myself positively and give myself some time to like recollect myself um one thing that i'm always sharing with clients and and this is a a therapeutic skill that we use quite often um is this concept of the 90 second rule so i may have shared this before at some point on the podcast, but this is a really helpful tool to use when either navigating conversation with someone or you're feeling yourself starting to get dysregulated. It's so important to remember that our brain only exists in that state of dysregulation for 90 seconds. And so one thing that I find myself always recommending to people is when you start to feel that first little bit of dysregulation so your body is telling you hey I'm starting to feel a little bit dysregulated if you pay attention to that you may notice that you have physical symptoms so your your face might start to get hot you your heart rate might start to to get faster um your body is probably going to like physically tell you hey we're feeling dysregulated in some capacity And the most important thing we can do when we first start to feel that dysregulation starting to happen is to give ourselves 90 seconds before we respond to that. So this could look like, you know, having a conversation with someone, they say something triggering, 
and you start to feel your body start to become dysregulated and you say to them, hey, give me 90 seconds. I'm going to run to the restroom, set a timer on your phone for like two minutes, run to the restroom, come back to the conversation, and I guarantee you your response after that 90 seconds is going to be very different than what that response would have been within that 90 second time span. So this can be really effective in person, but this can also be really effective in text or email. So... I always tell my clients this, I'm like, if you get a text message and it's really upsetting to you and you're feeling really dysregulated, don't respond immediately because you're probably going to respond emotionally and it's, and it's probably going to come from, from the illogical or irrational part of your brain. So instead, let's give ourselves a couple of minutes, 60 seconds at the least, or sorry, 90 seconds at the least, and then come back to that text message, reread it, and then respond. Because I guarantee you, like I said, that response is going to be very different because you've allowed your brain to get through the, that peak of dysregulation and start to, to get back to that point of regulation. And you're, you're no longer going to be responding from that irrational part of your brain, but irrational part, the rational part of your brain, which is what we want. We want to make sure that we are responding to emails and text messages in like our best mindset, right? In a mindset in which we feel in control of our emotions. And so this is a really helpful tool to use around the holidays because Again, if you find yourself, you know, you're sitting around the table, everyone's eating dessert, people are saying things, and you're starting to feel triggered, remove yourself from the situation. Say, I'm going to run to the restroom, I'll be right back. Go to the restroom, take your phone with you if you want, text a friend who is a support system for you, call a friend who is a support system for you, take some deep breaths. Talk into the notes section on your phone. Do whatever you need to do to process those emotions and allow your body to re-regulate. This is just going to be overall really helpful in maintaining emotional and mental well-being. And this is what we want during the holidays. We want to make sure we're prioritizing our mental and emotional well-being. And so... Taking the time to remove yourself from a situation is a really great coping skill to use. Remembering that 90-second rule before responding to someone who's maybe made you upset. Um, And just allowing yourself the space to breathe and re-regulate when you need it. So as you all know, we talk a lot about eating disorders, body image, um, food, all of those things here on the podcast. And so... These, this topic, these topics are extremely prevalent around this time of year. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about this. I want to talk about how we can really feel like we're in control of our decisions and really understand that people are going to make comments. People are going to say things and what's what is most important is the way that you view yourself, the way that you talk to yourself. 
Um, and I want to talk a little bit about like control versus n- no control. Like looking at what you have control over and looking at what you don't have control over. And so this kind of relates back to, to what I was just talking about in terms of conversations and comments that may be made. Um, one thing that we can't control is what other people say to us, right? We can't control other people's comments. And so I think this is a really important thing for us to remember because we can oftentimes hold ourselves to this expectation that we can't say things or we we have to have some sort of say in the way that someone reacts to something. And so when we're going home from the holidays and we've spent all of this time healing our relationship with food and healing our relationship with our bodies, it's really important to remember that all of that work that you've put in doesn't doesn't go away the second someone says something about your body or about what you're eating, right? I think that those comments are often, those comments often say more about the person making the comment than it does the person receiving the comment. And I talked about this a little bit on um, Instagram the other day about this idea of projection, right? Like this concept that people will project onto other people. And we can see this, we often see this around the holiday season with friends or family um, who maybe are are internally struggling with their relationship with food or internally struggling with their relationship with their body or they're experiencing fat phobia, internalized fat phobia. They're struggling to work through that. And so unfortunately, they may turn to projection and they may project those internal feelings onto someone else. And the reason I bring this up is because I think this is helpful in navigating those comments, right? If we go home and we know like we are, I'm in a good place with my relationship with food. I'm in a good place with my relationship with my body. I feel really good about myself. What, no matter what someone else says, that doesn't take away how I feel about myself, And I think in terms of understanding projection, it allows us to more easily hear hear something and let it go in one ear and out the other. And saying, this is actually, this comment actually has nothing to do with me as a person. This comment has more to do with the individual who is projecting. Um, And I think that's a really important thing to remember because I think it's helpful in overcoming some of those negative self-thoughts that may come up from hearing certain comments. Um, But when it comes to food, when it comes to, you know, all of this, these meals that we, that we encounter around the holiday season, one thing I always remind you all of every single year is that you need to eat leading up to those meals and you need to eat after those meals. It doesn't matter what your friends are doing. It doesn't matter what your family is doing. You deserve to eat before and after those meals. And it does not matter what you ate. You do not need to feel guilty. You do not need to feel shame. And you do not need to work off that food that you ate. 
I think that's one of the biggest things that we see around the holidays is like we see this with like the turkey trot um, around Thanksgiving, right? Like people feel the need to do a turkey trot so that they can earn their Thanksgiving meal. And this is just, it, it's such a just disordered way of thinking because it's like, do you actually enjoy doing that turkey trot? Do you enjoy doing that run? Or are you solely just doing it because you don't want to feel guilty about the food that you're going to eat later on in the day? And I think this is really important when when navigating the holidays. It's making sure that you are consistently checking in with your with your mindset and you're being aware of the thoughts and intentions behind why you're doing what you're doing, right? Are you working out on Christmas morning because you know you're going to have a big dinner and you want to be able to to quote unquote earn it? If that's the case, I challenge you to to reframe that. I challenge you to to maybe not work out in the morning and to allow yourself to eat what you want to eat without feeling guilty about it. Um, I think this can be really easy when we're surrounded by friends and family who do this. And so we feel like, okay, we should also do this. But food is not earned. Food is not our enemy. We do not need to work off any meals that we have eaten. And I think this is a concept that has unfortunately been so normalized that we we struggle to identify when it's become unhealthy or when it's become healthy, right? If you are feeling the need to work off any food, then there's work to be done in terms of identifying where this thought process comes from because food is not earned, like I said, and you do not need to work off anything. You can eat breakfast and lunch leading up to Christmas dinner. You should eat breakfast and lunch leading up to Christmas dinner. And you should eat breakfast and lunch and dinner the day after Christmas dinner or holiday dinner, whatever holiday it is that you're celebrating. These meals, these special occasions aren't an excuse to restrict. And I think that that's unfortunately what has become so normal is is we've we've told people that oh this is a big holiday meal this is a special occasion we want to be able to eat more than we normally would and if we're going to eat more than we normally would we have to make sure we cut back on the meals leading up to that and it's just it's not a healthy mindset to have around food it is very much centered in restriction and And we obviously want to avoid that. So as you're heading into these meals around the holiday season, remember that these are just everyday meals. If that's helpful for you in navigating this time, telling yourself like this is just another meal. This doesn't have to be this big grand gesture. This can be just a normal meal. And if that's helpful in allowing you to feel like you are going to eat breakfast and lunch, then tell yourself that, right? Like this, we, we want to make sure we're doing whatever we can to remove any guilt and shame that's associated with food. And when we put this label on certain meals or we tell ourselves that we have to earn these meals, 
we're 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 automatically going to feel guilty and we're automatically going to feel shame and that's what we are trying to avoid so i hope that each and every one of you are able to go into the holidays understanding that you do not earn your food you do not work off your food you enjoy your food you maybe practice some mindfulness while you're eating eating slowly enjoying what you're eating um and listening to your body and i think that you know for those of you that are navigating the holidays and are in recovery from an eating disorder if having safe foods at the meal with you is helpful in allowing you to eat prepare for that right if you feel like you're not in the space yet in your recovery where you can just show up and eat whatever is there then prepare to take foods that you know are going that that you know you're going to be able to eat because you know i think this is a big part of the recovery process is understanding that when we're in recovery part of that harm reduction lens is understanding that if that means having your safe foods in order for you to eat then we want you to have your safe foods so that you eat I would rather you have those safe foods now, if that's where you're at in your journey, than to not eat at all. And so thinking about how you can prepare for for the holidays to have those foods that you know you feel safe with. And maybe you're in a place where you take some of your safe foods, but you explore some other foods. And it's okay if you're not there yet, right? It's okay if you're not in that headspace yet. It's okay if you're not ready, ready for that. But if you are, I challenge you to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Make sure you have your coping skills to implement if you feel dysregulated by trying trying to step out of your comfort zone. But step out of your comfort zone a little and try a food that maybe you wouldn't usually you wouldn't usually eat because maybe for a long time it was a fear food of yours. Um, if this feels like a good time to do that, then do it. If it doesn't feel like a safe space to do that, then don't do it. Have the foods there that you know feel safe for you so that you are at least eating something. I think that's such an important concept that we we oftentimes don't talk about in the anti-diet community, um, but it's a really important concept in, in recovery. It's understanding that it's okay if you're in a place right now in your recovery where you still have safe foods. And... Obviously, we want to work out of that and, and allow you to broaden that spectrum of foods that you feel safe eating and you feel comfortable eating, but I can't expect you to be there overnight. I can't say, hey, don't be afraid of food, right? Because that's not helpful to you. Um, and if going into the holidays, you have certain foods that you feel safe with, then be, be prepared and have those because we want you to at least eat. The goal is the goal is to not restrict. It's to at least eat. And if that means that eating safe foods, then that is that's just enough for for you right now. So those are just some things that I wanted to talk a little bit about as we head into the holiday season. Boundaries, coping mechanisms, um, how to navigate food, right? And I think that I want you know, I, I want you all to know that 
you're not alone in any of these feelings. You're not alone in any of these emotions. If you are in a place where the holidays feel really hard for you because you no longer have a loved one around or a relationship has ended and and you're navigating this grief, you're not alone. You are not alone. And I want you to know that it is not selfish to implement things that make you feel happy. It is not selfish to say no to an outing because you want to stay home and mentally and emotionally and physically recharge. Set those boundaries, prioritize yourself, and remember that you are not selfish. You are not alone. And I am here and this community is here to support you through what can feel like a very difficult time. So hopefully this episode was helpful. Um, I just wanted to get something out to you all before, before this weekend so that you can head into the holidays feeling a little bit prepared, using that 90 second rule, talking about boundaries with friends and family, and understanding that food is not earned and you do not need to feel guilty and you, don't, you do not need to feel shame around foods that you decide to eat. And I love you all so much. I'm so proud of you all. Um, Please do not hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or you need any extra support during the holiday season. That's what I'm here for. My DMs are open. Um, And just remember, you are so strong. You are so beautiful. And going back to what I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, you are so brave. And choosing to implement these boundaries choosing to prioritize yourself and your your mental, emotional, and physical well-being, choosing to heal your relationship with food, overcome the negative self-thoughts, those are all very brave actions. And I hope that you understand just how brave you are for choosing to navigate those, those things and those feelings because a lot of times it feels easier to ignore them. It feels easier to just bury them, and to keep moving forward like nothing's like nothing's wrong. Um, but I guarantee you, and I promise you, as a therapist, that is not the solution. And I hope that you have those people in your life or that person in your life that you can go to, that you can call when things are feeling difficult. Create your safe spaces. Go into the holidays with your coping skills in mind. Know what you need to do whether that's journaling, whether that's the 90-second rule, whether that's going outside, whether it's giving yourself some space alone, have those coping skills ready because the seasonal, like this time of year, the holiday season is very stressful. And the good thing is we can navigate that stress in a healthy way and we have the power to lower that stress and not make it stressful. Um, And remember that the only control you have is over your own your own emotions and your own thoughts. Um, and you can't control whatever what anyone else says or any, what anyone else does. All that you can control is the way in which you react to those things. So I love you all. I hope that this was helpful. And I hope you all have a beautiful holiday season. I'll see you in the next episode.